You're listening to Show Me Your Mic, a show that interviews other podcasters about their workflows, gear, and thoughts on podcasting. Your host is Chris Enns, and for this episode, he's joined by Cynthia Sanchez, host of the Oh So Pinteresting podcast. All right, hello. Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic. I'm Chris Enns, your host here, and uh, as you heard in the intro, my guest this week is Cynthia Sanchez. Hey, Cynthia. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you on. I, uh, I don't think you're the first person from Texas on this show, but uh, definitely the first focus on Pinterest, that, and we'll get into that. Uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of my connections to podcasting tends to be sort of the design web, you know, my day job sort of world, and so it's nice to sort of branch. Not that that's what you're doing isn't directly connected to that, but it's uh, just nice to focus and interview folks from other realms of the internet. Uh, it's a little branch off of that, not directly, not yeah. directly into the web design type thing, but a little branch off, yeah. yeah. So, um, and with something that I know my wife is very interested in too. She's a, she'd probably, I think she now has admitted she's a Pinterest addict. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I think we're going to start seeing support groups form around the country yeah. here really soon. You know, <laughs> well, that could be a branch off of your podcast, maybe as a, a session. Of a <laughs> hey, there you go, there you go, Pinners Unite or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason, well. The main reason why I'm, I'm chatting with you on, on this show anyways is uh, because you also do a podcast. It's not just that you're uh, also, uh, would you call yourself an addict of Pinterest at this point? Or I, I, I would call myself career. an extreme addict of Pinterest, yes. It's a business right <laughs> yes, off Because if I podcast and I write about it, yeah, yeah. that's taking it. Yeah, I need serious help. <laughs> <laughs> so your podcast is at osopinteresting.com, which is a clever, obviously, play on this on the name, but also... It's kind of a neat little domain that uh, once you think it's that's one of those domains, I guess, where I, as soon as I thought it was like, well, yeah, that's awesome. But I know you could I'm, I don't know what your process was like for th- coming up with a domain, but I know often I'm like sitting on it forever and everything seems to be taken already. And then all of a sudden something comes. But well, I was I think I was lucky enough that I jumped in kind of early. I've had it for over a year now. Um, and it was really before Pinterest. It was right as Pinterest was really getting really big, um, but definitely before Pinterest got big in the business world. Um, so I, I think I got lucky and got in there just in the nick of time to get that domain. Yeah. And so your podcast is, um, I think, a mix of, I looked through, a, a, I didn't have time to listen to every episode, so you'll forgive me, but uh, oh. <laughs> that's the trouble with the researching or do, interviewing other podcasters is there's so much like just audio to listen to. <laughs> Research. I understand. I it's understand. I'm as, in the same boat. Yeah. So not every single show is an interview show, but a lot of them are interview shows, right? Is that is So is far, that I am on my 10th episode, just wrapping that one up today. Um, and only one has not been an interview oh, okay. show. But, so um, primarily. Most of them are. Yeah. And uh, kind of just, what's the uh, sort of elevator pitch, short abridged version of the, the bio of the podcast and why you're doing it? Well, it's based off of my blog, Oh So Pinteresting, and it's all about how to use Pinterest. And on the podcast, I interview people from different backgrounds, different fields, and how they use Pinterest and what they found or their thoughts on Pinterest um, are for their business or, you know, in a personal um, type of setting, you know. So I could interview your wife and all the ways that she uses it and how she's found it helpful at home for all the different things that she uses it for because I really see Pinterest as more than just a social network, uh, more than just an image sharing network. I see it as a really functional tool for, for lots of different, you know, people for, for businesses and, you know, to use in lots of different ways. Yeah. And that's, I think kind of the interesting thing that I know Pinterest tends to get a bit of flack for being, um, just cupcakes and weddings. Yeah. Like fluff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Internet fluff or whatever. And there's, there's not that there's not a place for that, but it's, um, I mean, (laughs) Half the internet is is animated cats. So I mean, let's not. <laughs> there you go. Say that Pinterest is doing anything all that bad, but but it, it, that's what actually initially when you had approached me, I think um, uh, on was it Google Plus, I think for sort of mm-hmm. the idea of coming on the show and stuff like that, it was kind of like, oh, I don't really know that much about Pinterest because it's not really in my wheelhouse. But but at the same time, what you're doing, I think, is really neat because it's it is actually applying and taking a, an aspect of Pinterest that is like a really helpful part and productive and, and helpful for businesses and or internet business folks and uh, and just helping explain why you might want to use it. And so Exactly. You know, in the podcast, I interview, you know, people from different fields because you, your business may be, you know, web design or web development. And a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a, 
a mental health ex- a mental health expert who has a self help book. So she's using it to promote her book, to promote her practice, and to over you know promote her overall message. And the techniques that she uses, the approaches that she uses, somebody in the web design field could adopt those things and kind of tweak them to fit their own methods and and use it in that way. You know, so just because it's you know you think they're worlds apart doesn't mean you can't learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, your I noticed your guest as of this recording. Your last episode, I think, was with Andrew Helmich. You have to Helmich, uh-huh. Helmich, yeah, because he's actually going to be on this show in two or three episodes. I think I have to. Oh, great, great. He's an so. he's an awesome guy. Yeah, we actually did a, a split episode where he was wanting to, you know. I guess, explain to his audience, which is professional photographers, you know, and in that business, in that industry, how they could use Pinterest. Um, and I like to talk about how to use Pinterest in different <laughs> ways, you know. So we kind of, we shared that same episode on my podcast and on his podcast because we felt both of our audiences could really benefit from it. Yeah, and that's actually an interesting idea that I think a lot of podcasters maybe don't pick up on doing is um, it's something that's fairly common in the blogging world where you, you know, guest blog or whatever, mm-hmm. and you kind of both link back and forth and stuff like that. But um but I know a lot of podcasters kind of tend to view it as a, this is my thing and you do your thing and, and we don't share, so to speak. And and it is oh. technically a little more awkward, I guess, sometimes when you're sharing big audio files and that kind of stuff. But um, It is. You know, um, what we, we the way we worked around is we both recorded on our end. Um, and I guess, what do they, I forget what the term is. I'm, you know, I'm so new to podcasting where you, you know, a double ender or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you send each other the original stuff. But ours ended up, I don't know how, by the grace of the Skype gods, it all just sounded wonderful on both ends. So we didn't <laughs> have to do that sharing. Um, uh, so that worked out really good, but, you know, we just talked about it before. Hey, would, what did you think, you know, would you think about that, you know, sharing this episode because we could record two separate at once, you know, with me asking the questions, him asking the questions, but that kind of seemed to be taking twice as long to get to the same point, <laughs> yeah. you know? So we just kind of introduced it in that way that we would be sharing it. And the same way, you know, when we left, we just kind of both said goodbye to our audiences. And I think it was a good way for, um, especially, you know, in my audience, you know, photography is kind of one of the things that I find a lot of bloggers trying to get into, trying to learn more about to have better images on their blog posts. So they're more pinnable. Um, so now that they've been introduced to Andrew, that kind of gives his site and his photography and, you know, the, the, the blogs that he has, you know, and the articles he has about, you know, tips on photography, you know, a little bit of, of exposure into my audience. You know, yeah. And back and forth. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's, it can only help, help grow the, the audience. I mean, that's the, the core of what I'm actually, you know, kind of, uh, my ulterior motive besides learning about neat stuff people are doing with podcasting is you're also building into each other's audiences because yeah, people yeah. <laughs> find out about stuff and vice versa. Yeah. So, so what gave you the idea to like, uh, do a podcast for where did, where did that sort of come up? Well, it was actually podcasts that got me started in this whole blogging online business world. Um, I guess back in, what year are we, 2013? <laughs> <laughs> January 2012, I stumbled upon uh, Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast. And I had been listening to podcasts for years before that. My husband, you know, was like Leo Laporte's first fan way back in the day in 19, you know, 1802, it seems like. Um, But, uh, you know, so he's been listening to podcasts for years and years. It's one of the few things that we can all listen to as a family where I'm, you know, we're all in the car together and we can find something that we're all interested in and the kids don't argue. And when you have four kids and you can keep all of them happy that is, you know, just an accomplishment in yeah. itself. Um, so I, you know, was looking for some new podcasts. I stumbled across Pat's and it's like, what the heck is this? What is smart passive income? What is this online business stuff? You know? Um, and it happened to be the one where he was talking to Cliff Ravenscraft, who's, you know, all about podcasting. And, um, it's like, this is kind of a neat idea, you know, and, and what can I write about? And well, you know, about that same time is when I had really gotten into Pinterest and it had kind of, a, you know, had an effect on me that really hadn't happened before with any other online type of thing. Um, and, you know, Facebook, I'd been on it for years and years, but it was so personal and I really didn't, you know, it was just, yeah, here's pictures of the kids. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what they ate for lunch. You know, I really didn't find it. It was informational and fun, but I didn't find it useful where I found myself saying, Pinterest, 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 how, where did I find it? Where did I learn that? Where did I get that? It was Pinterest, you know? So I, after, you know, listening to that podcast episode and, you know, learning more about, you know, online business and blogging and that type of thing, um, I launched uh, the blog about 
a month after I found that podcast episode. I lost, I launched the blog in February of last year of 2012 and, um, had gone to new media expo in New York city or blog world as it was called back then, um, last June and podcasting is such a big part of that. And, you know, I, you know, I was asked, well, have you thought about starting a podcast? I went to a couple of podcasting sessions and um, it's like, you know, I could do that maybe. But when I talked to people about Pinterest, then they were saying, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that that wedding thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, OK. You know, I was like, well, I'm not sure if there's an audience. Should I do it? And I kind of, you know, had, you know, a few reservations and all the technical stuff was intimidating. Um, and then I went to New Media Expo in Las Vegas this last January and same thing, podcasting was huge. And I think it, even the podcasting track grew even more um, and met other podcasters and really talked to them about how they did it, you know, got a lot of encouragement, support. Yeah, go ahead and do it. If you need any help, give me a call. You know, it was it was great. It's amazing how how I guess open that community is and how giving they are. Um, so I came home and dug in, did some more research, said, okay, now's the time, going to do it. And the response to Pinterest this last January was different than it was in June. They were like, oh yeah, you, I, I got to read your stuff. I got to know what it is that you're talking about because I want to be on there. I want my business to be on there. You know, I know it can help it grow. And so the response to Pinterest was, was different. It's like, yep, now's the time. Um, so I got it launched and um, I am on my 10th episode. So just a little over two months, I'm, I'm putting out an episode every week. Nice. What's the, uh, for folks like me who are, uh, you know, way up in the land of winter and snow still, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, who maybe going to a conference like New Media Expo or whatever is, a, and I guess not to say that's not far a distance for you either to travel, but where it's it's not maybe an option right away or it's not as easily attainable to go to one. What's, uh, what are some of the benefits or perks, I guess, of, of why someone might want to, especially as it relates to podcasting, I guess, and because my impression would be that it's still, you know, a dark corner of a conference, but from what you're describing, it's pretty uh, <laughs> accepted, I guess, or whatever. Oh, gosh, yeah. especially at New Media Expo. Um, it gets, I would say, it even got more, especially in, in this last one in January, got more attention than video production did, than, you know, mm. YouTube videos and, you know, video marketing and that type of stuff did. Um uh, Leo Laporte was one of the keynote speakers there. So it got, a, you know, when in his keynote, that's, you know, pretty much what it was all about. Um, and podcasters were everywhere, you know, <laughs> um, Libsyn had a, had a booth there. Um, and, uh, another app, oh, I forget what it's called, Boss Jock, which is for recording podcasts on the iPad was there, um, you know, as far as in the vendor area. So there was a lot of support, a lot of encouragement, um, for the podcasting I guess, community. Cliff Ravenscraft did all the organization of the podcasting track of New Media Expo. So, you know, that got a lot of, I guess, good organization and had some really great sessions about podcasting. Um, overall, whether you're a blogger or a podcaster or a video maker, anything to do with that whole new media online world, um, the just the atmosphere at New Media Expo. And believe me, they don't pay me to say this, you know. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just so great. The very first one I went to, um, you know, I just started blogging. I was so kind of nervous about it um, because most of the blogs I'd followed before were kind of in the, you know, safe little home decorating, you know, parenting, recipe, cooking, you know, not really business blogs. I'd started to follow them, but that wasn't really the I guess the community I was a part of and going to New Media Expo, I was, I was pretty intimidated because it's like, okay, these are these serious, hardcore online marketers. These on, you know, these online business owners, um, are they going to look at me and say, you stupid little girl, what are you doing here? And, you know, when I got there, it was the complete opposite. You know, I'd say most, you know, everybody I met was very open and warm and just into talking about what they were doing and how they could help you. And, and you know, just like you just said, you know, help promote what other people are doing and what you're doing and, you know, just kind of that give and take um, kind of atmosphere there. And it was it was great. It was a great experience. That's why we went again in January. So, yeah, lots, awesome. of, lots of fun. So, you know, if you can get to one, that's that's the absolute best part is getting to meet people. Um, the sessions are, are really, you know, good and informational. And, you know, they have some really great speakers there that can, you know, teach you about all sorts of different things, especially if, you know, you're really into podcasting and you want to learn more about, you know, blogging and, you know, how to work with affiliate programs or 
you know how to start an affiliate program or you know other you know things outside of your area it's really good and uh, way to to get some quick information re- make some really good contact contacts as far as that's concerned but it's really the people you meet outside of the sessions the outside um, kind of social time in that part that that really makes it worthwhile yeah it looks like as far as um, new media expo anyways that particular one is next one is january january 4th yeah, but it's january again next year um they used to be twice a year from what i understand uh, one on the west coast one on the east coast but they've just decided to make it all las vegas every year every january right so you got a little while to, to prepare for that one. And and going back to podcasting, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Social Media Examiner. It's a really big social media site. It's all, you know, if you're into social media at all as far as social media marketing or you, you have a social media business, you know, it's the place to go. Um, huge following. And they're putting on a really big conference in San Diego right now. And the owner of the company, Michael Stelzner, he just said, you know, podcasting is the next thing. So it's getting promoted in other places as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at that site, and I see you're you've got a blog post right on. I did. I just I, I just guest posted today. It's like that that guest post has been a month in the making. It's it was it was it was something. It was fun. I, I was I'm completely honored to be on there. Cool. Um, oh yeah. So taking it back to your podcast, I guess the um, um, just talking a bit about uh, some of the gear and stuff that you use for for recording. Like I say to everybody, everybody who I have approached about coming on this show they always say i'm not that fancy i don't like as if you know we're expecting everybody to be like the leo laporte of podcasting so (laughs) um but anyways what's what kind of what what did you start with maybe i don't know if it's still the same stuff you're you're 10 episodes in so presumably it's not that long ago i guess but uh you know what kind of mic are you using and and some of the software that you're using to just your sort of workflow for getting a podcast put together Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I, it's very basic. Um, I, the technical part was pretty intimidating getting started. So when people started talking about mixers and this kind of line and that kind of thing and all these nubs and you know knobs and buttons and things like that, no, that's that's you know a little overwhelming right now. So I went simple and I went with a USB mic. I have a Blue Yeti that I'm using right now. Um, I also got the Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred, and I used that for a little while, but the headphone jack stopped working for me, so I have to send that back and get a new one. I was happy with that one too, a little little bit of a different shape, a little bit you know, not quite as bulky as the as the Yeti. Um, I use GarageBand and Skype, um, so to record from Skype into GarageBand, I have to do Soundflower and Line In. Um, it's been a little bit of a, I guess, of a learning process trying to get them all to talk to each other and opening them in the right sequence because I find that I get it all set up and then I close it and come back to do it again and something's not working. Um, I can't hear the Skype caller or something like that. So I'm still tweaking it. I'm still learning. Um, you know, so if, if anybody has any help, full of hints on how to get it to work every single time, please let me know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I, you know, as far as upgrading and, and moving into, you know, the mixer and that type of thing, I think it would be something to look for in the future just so I can do more of the, I guess, as you go kind of podcasting, you know, bring in the intro music and do all that, you know, in one sweep kind of thing. So there isn't so much post-production. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that ride for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can sort of have the, the, like what you're experiencing right now, the, I don't know, not, not that it's a headache, but just the complexity of the initial setup, but then the podcast itself goes okay. And you have a bit of a, a bit more work at the end, or you can have like the, the sort of live method method of recording intro music and all that kind of stuff live while you're doing it. And if everything goes great, then it's, you're done when you're done, but mm-hmm. if things go, your maybe your app doesn't start up for the music, or you hit the wrong cue, and then <laughs> you're back to editing again. Anyways, and it's kind of that, yeah. I know. Yeah, which which is which? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half a dozen one, half the other. I yeah. Think, well, this is. Uh, I think we're on episode nine of this show. If I depending on when it all gets released and stuff, but it's. Uh, I think there's probably by the time I get to episode ten, anyways, it'll probably be a half and half mix of people who do it one way versus the other way, and and that's sort of again the fun of of chatting with different folks about it just to hear their experience. So, um, yeah. yeah. Do you primarily you're right now you're doing, it's a one-on-one like you and another person presumably is, is if when you're doing an interview as opposed yes. to having more than 
one person, right? Yeah, so far one-on-one. I have heard of that there's a way that you can do more than one, but that's still another technological hurdle I haven't crossed over yet. Yeah. Um, but so far, yeah, just one-on-one. And it's actually, the, I I came into this podcast, this the show, I guess, not just this exact episode, but this show with the idea that, you know, we're going to talk about how to get to the, like, you know, you referenced Cliff Ravenscraft, podcast answer man guy, and, and Leo Laporte, and another guy who's on the previous episode, Dan Benjamin, has this big podcast network. You know, where he's got the mixers and the multiple computers and mm-hmm. all this gear. And then what I've actually been most impressed with, I think, is sort of get up in a little soapbox. Or, but <laughs> most impressed with is is the folks who are almost deliberately keeping it simple because it's it is just ultimately about you and I or you and your guest chatting, and that's what people want to tune in for. They don't care about all that other stuff as long as obviously the quality is at a, a certain level, and so. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's part that was important to me because there, there have been other podcasts that look or the the concept behind them or the content in them was good. And I would like to listen to them. But the quality was so bad that it was kind of you had to really listen really closely. And it was kind of a strain that I stopped listening to them just because it was work, you know, to listen to them, even yeah. though what they were saying was really good. Um, and then there were others that didn't sound a hundred percent perfect, but I could hear them and, you know, the volume level was good and everybody was clear. So it's like, yeah, I could do that. And then of course, you know, like you said, those, those really highly produced, you know, upper end ones that sounded incredible. And it's like, if I can get mine in there to where it sounds good, not great, you know, good, <laughs> then, then I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. And so you're doing uh, post-production work in GarageBand, well, and editing and recording in GarageBand, right? You're staying sort of end-to-end mostly in Yes, in everything GarageBand. is happening in GarageBand. Uh-huh. And in listening to, and again, it depends when people listen to this and what's actually happened maybe by, if someone could listen to this in whatever, three months, and by then maybe you've changed some of the stuff. So obviously that's just all part of podcasting. We don't go back and <laughs> re-record every, <Yeah. laughs> every uh, detail change. But um, you have, I noticed when I was listening to some of the episodes anyways, uh, some intro music that's definitely sounds professional uh, more so than, than what I've, you know, when I've tried to do it myself anyways. So um, what are you using for, or what did you use, or is that something you've produced, or, or how did you get that? Um, actually, my intro happened because of New Media Expo, and it was actually the thing that I used to kind of motivate me to get started. Um, I was lucky enough to run into a couple, um, Mike and Isabella Russell, um, and they have a company. Is it okay if I mention it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, it's called Music Radio Creative, um, and that's what they do. Uh, Mike has a background in the radio industry, and now they do jingles and all the radio type of sound bites and that type of stuff. And he also has a podcast as well. So they kind of have launched a, a, or another part of their business is also doing podcast intros and sound bites and that type of thing. Um, and we just so happen to sit next to each other at dinner one night, and they are just just the greatest, cutest, sweetest couple. Um, and we just started talking and it's like, you know, I've been thinking about starting a podcast. I think I'm going to call you guys and we're going to, you know, work out a, uh, you know, an intro. I, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted or, or what kind of music or, or anything. Um, and Isabel is more the creative side and she helped me write the script and choose the music and, you know, kind of guided me as, you know, which voices might work better for what. Um, and then I knew as soon as uh, it took a couple of weeks to kind of get it all figured out, um, there in the UK. So it was a lot of email back and forth. Um, but I knew once that they had the, the intro done, then that was the time I had to start. I, you know, I invested some money in getting the intro done. I, you know, had, was serious about it and I knew, okay, here we go. Got to get it started now. And I told them as soon as I had the intro done, I was going to get it started. So that was kind of my motivation as far as when my start date was, you know, um, I was, uh, you know, of course, yeah. you know, am I going to sound like a complete dork, you know, once I start doing this, <laughs> you know, what, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing, you know, yeah. so I knew once I had that little bit of pressure behind me that it was it was going to have to get started and get it done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, it goes back to the discussion we were having earlier about keeping things simple. There is, there is a certain amount of like, for me, it was getting, I did the mixer route, but um, for me, it was getting the mixer that there's, there's something about uh, needing something kind of professional-ish that helps you just like feel more confident, I think. And that's whether it's the certain yeah. mic that you're, someone you look, to, look up to uses or, you know, in hockey, you buy the stick that someone else is using or whatever sport or analogy <laughs> is appropriate, but uh <laughs> 
Um, and it's interesting yeah, too. It, it helped. It's sorry. Go ahead. And I do. If the rest of my podcast was awful, the intro would sound good. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, so. and it is important because I mean that's the first thing that hooks people in. If if it sounds like boring and dry right at the top, then they're just going to tune out too. So. Yeah, yeah. Which it's, and also the the investment, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I didn't want to let that money just go to waste. Right. You know, I didn't want it to just to sit there. I had already invested in the microphone, which you know, I mean, it wasn't huge, but you know, now it was starting to add up. You know, so it's like, yeah, now it's it's time. I, I need to get to work. I need to get serious and just just you know. And everybody always says, just start. You know, and if they would have known now what they knew then, they would have started sooner. Yeah. You know, so. Exactly. I heard that repeated quite a few times. So might as well just just get in there and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just interesting with uh, musicradiocreative.com, those folks that you're talking about is um, the the guy who actually is helping, who's sponsoring me is a, just a friend, a local friend here as well. But similar, he he's, comes from the radio background and um, and does that like voiceover work for traditional computer or computers. I'm looking at a computer mm-hmm. and I can't, <laughs> that's what pops in my head. <laughs> but gotcha. uh, no, uh, for traditional advertising on radio and, and TV jingles and those kinds of things. And I've been talking to him. I said, you know, podcasting, he does a podcast actually, but he's kind of unplugged from the rest of the podcast community completely. It's a, yeah, long story. But um, uh-huh. I've been saying to him like, this is the kind of thing you should get into because I think there you see the. It's kind of like you like you talked about at the conferences, new media expos, and those kinds of things, where the the sort of uh, early adopters, nerds, whatever you want to call us, get into <laughs> this thing, and then eventually, like, because I know for me, I've been talking to say my parents about the fact that I do podcasting for a couple of years now almost, and they're still kind of like clueless to it. But I know one day I'm going to come for supper and they're going to be like, have you heard about podcasting? I just heard about it from, you know, my friend at work or whatever. And like, and so anyways, the, there's, there's the yeah. kind of industry that's being built around this for people to make money at uh, helping oh, oh, other I, podcasters. I agree. I definitely agree. And, you know, if you think back to it, you know, back when websites, you know, just kind of got started and WordPress and all those things just kind of got started there. It was, you know, very basic, very boring, you know, and, and now that we've gotten, I guess, kind of evolved a little bit, um, there's all these designers and businesses inside things that have, you know, popped up because of that technology, because of the advancements that have been made. So, you know, I think the same thing's going to happen for podcasting. Um, you know, with iTunes, you know, it's, it's still a, a part of iTunes. It's not, I don't know if it's as huge as, you know, it used to be, but it's still a big part of iTunes. There's new podcasts popping up every day, bigger and more influential people, I guess, if you want to put it that way, are starting to talk about them or have them, you know, a lot of stand-up comedians, you know, are using podcasts to, you know, to grow their, their craft and to promote their work and their personality and that type of thing. Um, so I, I think it's, it's only going to grow bigger. So hopefully he, he jumps on and takes advantage yeah. of that. That's a good talent. <laughs> You don't want it to go to waste. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the other things I was going to ask you, just we're sort of jumping back and forth from tech to philosophy. That's sort of what seems to be the theme of this podcast. But um, the uh, the idea of uh, one thing I noticed in one of your shows, and I, you, the way you talked about it made it sound like you're probably trying to do it most shows, is sort of ending the show or having somewhere in the show where you just have a quick, like, here's a quick tip to hand off to the use, to the user, to the listener <laughs> um, of your <laughs> podcast, obviously related to Pinterest in your case, but just... Uh, Talk a bit about why you might uh, podcast, someone who's starting a podcast want to do something like that rather than just sort of, um, I guess what I'm getting at is the idea of like, you know, you sort of think of this big, long podcast I have to produce and, and but actually giving a, just a quick nugget of value to someone and why, what, what that, the purpose behind that is for you. It's a long-winded question well, to get to. Yeah, so. no, 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 I understand. Um, the purpose for me doing that is that, I wanted to make sure that the people who took time out of their day to listen to my podcast, which, you know, around 30, 40 minutes, um, you know, that's, that's quite, a, quite a bit of a time commitment to dedicate to Pinterest. You know, I realized that. Um, so I wanted to make sure that in every episode that they got one little piece of information that was just directed towards the podcast listener that they, you know, that isn't available on the blog right now or isn't, you know, it, it may be coming back from an old, old, you know, blog post or something because, you know, you can't create something new, you know, every single time that isn't already out there somewhere. Um, Pinterest is changing, but not, you know, that fast. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that they got something really useful that they could take away from each and every episode, um, you know, just from me, not necessarily from the the interview or, or the conversation, but just something, just that one little bit um, to to make sure that they got something out of it, you know, kind of one of my little ways to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a neat thing that, I mean, if, if, uh, 
if nothing else, like, cause sometimes they might, not every listener is going to be into every single interviewer or topic or whatever, but at least they know they're going to get that one little nugget too of information. That yeah, helps that one little bit. Yeah. And, and it's about using Pinterest, you know, it's, it's a feature of Pinterest or, or things to do on Pinterest. It isn't, you know, like from, you know, specifically the photographer's point of view or from the, you know, the mental health experts point of view or, or that type of thing. Um, just, you know, just, just a little quick, little quick bit. Yeah. Um, that brings actually, there's one, I, I forgot to make a note of that question. Now that just when you said the mental health, there was a episode you had, I've lost my tab here of, <laughs> uh, an interview okay. with somebody about the sorry, um, was it the the effects of using Pinterest or social media in general on mental health or something? What am I? Am I... Yeah, that was <laughs> that was her. And we started off the well. My my background um, is actually in healthcare, um, and kind of you know I'm a nurse. So once you're a nurse, you're always a nurse. Um, and there, I have seen some of the negative side effects of, of social media in that way, you know, Facebook and, you know, ruining marriages, you know, we've, we've all heard of that one. Um, you know, my girlfriend saw you with your husband or, you know, whatever. Um, but on Pinterest, uh, there was a little bit of controversy going around a while back about what's called thin inspiration. So, um, images of women that were extremely thin, you know, unhealthily thin, um, you know, anorexic type of things. And, and those just really getting promoted as the ideal. Um, and you know, that was one of the negative effects that could be And and I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine, you know, who said, you know, all those images of the perfect food, the perfect family, the perfect home, the perfect, everything just got to be overwhelming when you sit there and you look at it for so long. It's like, how can I measure up to that? Well, you know, so there's, you know, depending on, you know, everybody's personality type, it could have more of an impact on you or, or less of an impact, but, you know, just something to be aware of, um, you know, just like other forms of advertising or, you know, images out there. Those are the ideal. Those are the, isn't necessarily always the reality and just something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's episode four of your podcast, which I'll, again, I'll put in the show notes. So anybody who's listening, if you visit SSKTN.com, look for the show me your mic logo. That's the show. And this will be, uh, like I said, a pretty sure episode nine you'll see Cynthia's smiling face there somewhere <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you can't find it but uh, it was the title of the, the episode is how how she quadrupled her traffic from Pinterest and like I said episode four of, of yeah, her show. That's, that's actually she did use Pinterest to quadruple her traffic uh, for her website that promotes her book and her practice so there was a little bit of tactical stuff a little bit of healthcare stuff a little mm. bit of Quite a bit in that episode, actually. Yeah, so I had I had meant to. That was one of the ones I'd queued up to listen to, and just got lost in my podcast player here. But uh, <laughs> that's just something to. Because I think that was what that was maybe the current one when I when we first chatted way back when to about mm-hmm. about coming on. Um, going yeah. back to the technical side of the podcast, what what are you using for hosting and and serving out your podcasts? Uh, uh, from what you said earlier, I'm assuming you're using WordPress to host the site, but where are the files and and that kind of stuff and What's your workflow there? Yeah, I'm on a self-hosted WordPress site uh, for my blog, and then I'm using Libsyn for the audio files. Okay. Uh, and then bringing everything over from that. I mean, that was just the only way I knew how. I'm, I guess there are other options out there, but that was the first one that I got introduced to and just kind of stuck with that. Yeah. Cool. And you're using but your uh, WordPress plugin on your site, or are you using Libsyn's tools to publish with? Um, I'm using PowerPress. PowerPress, yeah. 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 I'm using that. I, exactly how all that works. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody just said do it. So I did it and yeah. it works. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I got to say that the the Google Plus group, as far as the podcasters group that we, you know, it's kind of how we got introduced there, mm-hmm. um, has been great, has been a great resource, has been so helpful um, and encouraging and, you know, so I would, if, if you're just getting into podcasting or you've been podcasting for a while, join that group, that community, because there's people at every level, you know, talking about things. Yeah. I was really going to ask, I, th- I don't even know how to link to that. I think it's this long, ugly link here. I'll put it in the show notes anyway. <laughs> it's just a, a <laughs> group uh, community, they call it, I think on Google Plus called just podcasters. If I'm, I have a few of them that I'm in and I think that's the one there's podcasters yeah, there and was podcasting. That one that- yeah, and then the podcast technology resources or something like that, if I'm remembering it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are the two. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which actually, that's actually one of the points I wanted to ask you about too, because um, just like, not just like, but similar to what Pinterest kind of gets a flack for, similarly Google Plus sometimes gets this flack for being um, either a, 
a ghost town if if nobody you know is on there and it's kind of just empty but and i was i was in that boat of looking at it kind of down my nose or whatever at google plus but then i just thought i'm going to give it a try and join a couple of the communities that i'm actually interested in instead of just waiting for whatever my twitter friends to just jump over which obviously if they're happy on twitter then they'll probably just stay on twitter but um yeah i've been really impressed with like like you said the the in the podcasting area and then a few other things i've interested i'm interested in at the resource and community that's on there it's it's almost yeah it's unlike a lot of other i've tried joining other communities over the years and various services and stuff and so for some reason it feels very um uh helpful and uh what's the opposite of self-serving i guess uh anyways but yeah what's what have you found with some of the google plus communities that you've been a part of as it relates to podcasting um i i found the same exact thing you know um just kind of like you said i'm not sure about the whole google plus thing you know and then really and i'd been on it for a while and you know i followed a couple of celebrities of course you know you're not going to get any interaction that way <laughs> and i didn't know anybody else on it except for like my husband you know and it's like i talk to you every day i don't need to talk to you on google <laughs> yeah. plus you know um but uh you know, but once the community started, that really changed it for me. And Google authorship and linking it with your Google Plus, you know, there's so many benefits to being on Google Plus that I, I, you know, I encourage everybody to do it. And it is, it is a little bit different than Facebook because those communities work seem to work in a different way. Yeah, there's Facebook groups, but finding them is a little bit, I don't know. I just haven't found it that easy on Facebook. Uh, finding them in Google Plus has been been great, um, not only for podcasting but for blogging. You know, which is really kind of tied together for me. Um, so I, I've you know been able to ask questions about you know like the microphones or you know getting things set up, and you know I get a a great response you know um, back from lots of people. So it's it's met lots of other different podcasters, started listening to other podcasts just because, you know, the people I've I've run into on on Google Plus. So it's definitely I think a a great place for podcasters to be. Yeah, and I think the what has helped me I think with it is it's not uh the the sort of controls you get as far as how much information gets blasted at you from those groups whereas Facebook to me anyways it feels a bit like I don't really get to st- control much it just kind of either comes or it doesn't if, if facebook decides i need to see it kind of whereas google <laughs> yeah. plus you can just say i don't want this to appear on my stream or like my homepage or whatever they call it on google plus mm-hmm. i want to go there and find it or vice versa like the other way of like no show it to me all show all of it to me and send me a text every time somebody <laughs> updates yeah. community. like you can sort of have it really whichever way you want and uh which i really like because you know if there's a discussion i'm involved with where i've interjected or asked or or talked about something then i want to know when somebody talks about it but otherwise i don't necessarily need to see every single thing in my case anyways so um yeah Yeah, i agree yeah every now and then um i get you know for the podcasters community i do follow all the posts and i get those little you know text message things that pop up say hey somebody just posted here um and i follow that one but in other communities i'm a part of same as you i don't follow every single thing but i'll go and check on it you know every now and then and you know community you know contribute to the community and that type of thing yeah and are you using it, uh, just as, uh, stepping outside of the podcasting realm, I guess, a bit, but the video stuff that you're doing, I noticed you had a couple of sort of screencast type stuff of, of Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Are you using uh, Google Plus's sort of Hangouts things, or is it that's something different? You don't have to go too far down the I haven't. Side. I haven't jumped into the Hangouts yet. That's going to be next on the list to do. I would like to do a Hangout just to talk about, you know, with business owners about how they're using Pinterest, answer any questions, just kind of question answer kind of thing coming up. Um, one more technological hurdle to, to jump over, <laughs> I guess, because I would like to record them and, you know, maybe save the audio, you know, and do a screen share. Because from what I understand, you can do a screen share during a Google Hangout. Yeah. Um, so one more thing to look into. Um, but I've been using ScreenFlow um, to record the the screencast for the Pinterest, you know, strictly kind of videos. Um, and then posting them on on Google Plus has definitely helped because, you know, YouTube and, and Google, you know, they're best buds, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Google owns YouTube. So um, I found that putting my content up on Google Plus, you know, is supposed to, or at least they say, is supposed to help with your ranking and, you know, that type of thing. Um, and definitely, I guess, improves your, your Google authorship from what I've read. Um, so I try to, you know, put my, you know, my blog post up there, share other content that I found in other places, you know, communicate back and forth, be a part of the communities and, you know, post my videos up there as well. Yeah. Um, which brings up one question as it relates to back to Pinterest, um, is like, what do you see as a benefit for podcasters with publishing or 
pinning their podcasts on Pinterest. It's a lot of peas, but uh, they, <laughs> um, you know, and, and and even not just the because right now you cannot correct me if I'm wrong since you know Pinterest better than I do. The there isn't a way to sort of pin audio in the same way that you can do video, if I understand correctly. The only audio you can pin to Pinterest is if it's hosted in SoundCloud. Oh, so okay. if, if your your podcast is you know available on SoundCloud, then you can pin that audio directly onto Pinterest and listen to it on Pinterest. Right. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, but I find that most podcasters right now, with I guess the way SoundCloud is set up, aren't using SoundCloud um, yeah. for all of their podcasting. So, um, but what you can do is, and what I would encourage everybody to do, is to have an image with whatever blog post you have that goes with your podcast episode. Um, and there's lots of places to find, you know, free, royalty-free images that you could use for your podcast and just, you know, have something somewhat related, um, you know, I've seen podcasters for every episode, they'll, you know, put a picture of themselves or whoever they're interviewing and then just some little text around it, quick and easy to do on online editing photo things or image um, apps. There's one that I really like called PicMonkey. It's free. It's easy to use. It's not, you know, complicated like, you know, Photoshop is, or if you have Photoshop and can use it, great. I would go for that too. Um, but just if you're, if you're going to make an image to go with your podcast episode, I would recommend a tall vertical image as opposed to wide horizontal, more of a portrait, um, type of image. It will take up more space on the Pinterest feed. So that way your uh-huh. content's more likely to get noticed. Um, if you do a square or a wide image, uh, then it gets shrunk down and it's harder to find or isn't, you know, I guess doesn't take up as much Pinterest real estate. I guess you could put it that way and can get lost a little bit easier. Um, so, and you never know who's going to pin or repin your content. Um, there's people on Pinterest and most of the people with the largest followings aren't your big celebrities. It's not Martha Stewart. It's not Oprah. It's not, you know, whoever, you know, you think have, you like, you know, on Twitter, it's usually celebrities that have the biggest followings, mm-hmm. um, not on Pinterest. It's, it's, you know, bloggers, business owners, just regular people. And if somebody finds interest in your content and you may only have 50 followers on your Pinterest account, but if they find it and, you know, something that they're interested in, then they pin it to their account, then it can get exposed to their million or 100,000 or 200,000 followers. Um, you know, so that's that's really where the the traffic potential, I guess, comes in. Um, of course, you know, like we kind of mentioned before, it does seem to be primarily the fluff, you know, the cupcakes and the weddings. But <laughs> if you think back to when Facebook started, it was all about college kids getting dates. Um, I don't think you really say that about Facebook now. So, you know, it can it can evolve. It can change. And um, I've seen a lot more, I guess, growth towards design and art and travel and, you know, different fields, not just, you know, weddings and recipes and that type of thing. Yeah, and actually, that's a good just what you said as far as the image uh, arrangement. Even um, something I hadn't thought about, and I know uh, probably a lot of listeners of this may not have realized too with Pinterest that yeah, the tall image would work better. The one aspect of it that it, and that kind of goes counter because a lot of the podcast um, artwork that you want to put out there in the podcasting podcasting community is especially with if you're sort of hooked into the Apple ecosystem at all and iTunes and all that kind of stuff, which a lot of us are, they want, uh, I mean, now they want like a 1400 by 1400 square big, big artwork. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the, even like the image artwork on the page and stuff sort of going, it tends to be wide well, just because laptop screens and computer screens are wider yeah. than they are tall. And so you're kind of, I guess it's a, it'll be a tough balance, I guess, for some folks. I know for me with the, the artwork I do for this show, I'm trying to do a wide to fit, fit the page and not, and short, right? Yeah. Just because yeah. of the way Because like, you want to get to the text. You want to, you know, have that, yeah. you know, that first big block of text above the fold and that type of thing. Um, and the way I've kind of worked around that is I put my first intro line of text, you know, a, you know, a line or two above the image. Then I put the image and then I continue underneath the image. And, right. you know, don't be afraid of white space. You know, white space helps the eye to just kind of flow, you know, that type of thing. So, um, even if you do have a square image, you know, if you want to keep it really basic and simple, um, and use your cover art, if you got some great cover art for your podcast, you could always go into one of those photo editing programs that we talked about before and underneath add a plain 
block of color underneath it, whether it be white or black or whatever color you want, and then add text to what that podcast episode is about. Um, right. and, and that, and that turns it into a tall image, you know, yeah. like go from square to, to rectangle and tall really quick like that. Um, when you are pinning to Pinterest though, watch out the, I guess with the description that you attach to it, you want to use the keyword. So if you're interviewing, let's say, you know, interviewing me, my name isn't that searchable yet. <laughs> Hopefully someday <laughs> it will be very searchable. Um, but you wouldn't want to just put podcast interview with Cynthia Sanchez. You would want to put, you know, something about Pinterest in there because that's, you know, the main topic of this, you know, of where, you know, something we're bringing up a lot, um, something that is searchable, especially with on, you know, on Pinterest, you know, so whatever your, your podcast episode happens to be about, use you know going back to the seo because pinterest is you know a search engine um and even though it's heavily geared towards images it's still the text behind it that really causes your results to come up in you know in the search yeah that's a great idea too that i'm just looking at your like i guess we were talking about the post that you had with or the podcast interview post <laughs> that you had with Andrew, <laughs> uh, that idea of having the camera photo at the top and then you have getting started on pinterest with you know sort of a some the byline or whatever of your episode and the episode number and your logo. Um, and it's a, that's a simple way, especially if you're using a service or an app, like I haven't used PicMonkey, but something I was going to recommend on the Mac side, if you're needing a, just a, a cheaper, almost Photoshop like, but not spending the Photoshop money is a actual app called Pixelmator actually is, it works really well. It's ranges from if they're on special 15 bucks up to 30 or 40 bucks maybe at the top end but um but really powerful app that's for 90 percent. i work in the web world creating images in photoshop and stuff and for 90 percent of what most people use or think they need photoshop for uh, on the mac anyways pixelmator would would do all that and more so um definitely worth checking out and again link will be in the show notes to that um the last thing, uh, well, one, pre- the one thing I'll preface for you, and it depends if you listen to previous episodes of this show or not, uh, just to fire up maybe your podcast player or whatever, I always ask, end with uh, what podcast do you listen to and what apps do you listen to your podcasts in? So you can uh, sort of do a little bit of background thinking on that. Um, and um, sorry, just trying to find in my notes here. There's one other question I thought I had for you here. But um, I think that's no. I think that's actually covered a lot of the, the stuff I asked and or had thought of, and uh, especially as it relates to Pinterest, because I think it's it's an area that um, a lot of podcasters don't think is a is a viable because you like uh, other than using SoundCloud, which I know SoundCloud is trying to make inroads into supporting podcasters better because it it seems like it should be a natural fit. They do audio podcasting yeah. is primarily audio, so we should be able to work together, but I know it's it's still not quite there yet anyways, and, and both pricing side and then technical side too, because, um, but uh, I'll have to, maybe by listening to this, someone will, who is loving SoundCloud for their podcast can approach me and we can chat about it, because I'd love to hear a, a good use case of SoundCloud. Um, so if that's you out there, ssktn.com slash contact, or I'm iChris on Twitter, or find me somehow on Google+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one problem with Google Plus is it's so hard to link to things. But um, anyways, did you have in my rambling there, did you have time to sort of think about some of the podcasts or maybe you don't listen to podcasts? Oh, yeah. That's fine too. oh gosh. Oh, gosh. I listen <laughs> to lots of podcasts. It seems right. like they're nonstop. And I, like I said, I've been listening to them for years. Um, uh, the the I guess on the more on the entertainment side, I kind of listen to some of the NPR shows that kind of come off of there, you know, public radio type of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, this American Life. Um, those types of things also for entertainment kind of a little bit on the risky side um, is uh, Girl on Guy um, that's by Aisha Tyler lots of fun in there Um, and then primarily to kind of that got started, you know, or got me started on all this podcasting online business type stuff, of course Smart smart Passive Income um, Podcast Answer Man Blogcast FM Learning with Leslie um, multimedia marketing show, social media marketing, which is from um, Social Media Examiner podcast from there. Lots of social media, lots of marketing types of podcasts. Um, I also listen to um, one called 168 Opportunities, which is uh, kind of, um, I guess, more of a motivational, inspirational type of podcast. Uh, the podcaster behind that is Peter Adal, and I got to meet him in Las Vegas. Really nice guy. Um, and you know, just, just 
those are the types of things. And I listen to them mostly on my iPhone or on my iPad. So I use the Apple podcast app for that. Every now and then I, I do switch over to SoundCloud um, and just kind of check out how that's working, how that's going, because my, my podcast is also available. Uh, um, I mean, I'm on, uh, on Stitcher, I'm sorry, uh, to see how, how it's working on Stitcher. Oh, yeah, that's actually, uh, I think, a whole another one that's, um, do you have a, can you talk a bit about Stitcher? Do you know? Um, well, you can subscribe to, to <laughs> I, and the so reason that it well. really got my, no, it got my curiosity is because I found out, you know, they, they were at one of the new media expos. I think they were at the one in New York. Um, and then the social media executive vice president, uh, Scott Monty was at the one in, in Las Vegas and in all the Ford vehicles, Stitcher is going to become part of their audio package. Um, which is, you know, great for podcasters, yeah, you know, and, awesome. and in other, in other vehicle stitcher is, I think in BMWs, it's going to be in there as well. Um, so I wanted to make sure that my podcast got on there. Um, I've heard some, I guess some complaints about the audio quality coming out of stitcher. Um, so I wanted to kind of keep up with that, but you can, you can subscribe and have different, you know, lists or categories of podcasts that you listen to and, and, and that type of thing. So overall with the app, it's, it's okay. Um, but I found that I ended up going back to manage my subscriptions, I guess a little bit more easily through my iTunes app. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's, uh, the, I, I helped produce one other, another podcast where they had approached us, I think to be, to include it on there in Stitcher somehow. But I know for myself, just on my quote unquote, like little smaller podcasts or whatever, it's a bit more, I don't know, opaque as far as how to get, stuff into there it's a bit more of a process it seems then it was actually very easy oh was it okay it was so very maybe, easy maybe it's changing <laughs> that's good to hear yeah if, if i could do it you can do it believe <laughs> me um yeah actually you just there's a i wish i had the url available i'll look it up again and send it to you but sure. there's just you know a page of information that you fill out you give them your rss feed and actually my podcast got approved on stitcher much faster than it did for itunes oh well there you go yeah and that part i could believe i mean I would presume or assume that there's uh, actually people at Stitcher, unlike the <laughs> the iTunes store where you kind of just, I think it's just robots at this point. <laughs> I think so. And very, very unpredictable robots. You never know when they're going to show up. I mean, I, yeah. I hear, you know, people getting approved in a few hours and other people, it takes weeks, you know. Yeah. So. Well, uh, here, I think it's, uh, I know of a guy on Twitter who just left uh, Apple's uh, iTunes division. And I think he's maybe the last guy who's, he, he actually wrote, wrote an article. I'll see if I can find it and include the show notes, but about how his, his life of just listening to every single podcast out there, like if you can only imagine, because they have to listen, they, they decide to, I mean, they don't have to, I guess, but that's how Apple's decided to do it, listening to an approving podcast. So they have to make sure that it is what you say it is. And like, so somebody has to listen to it. And he was one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe since he's been, he quit, uh, Maybe they've they're down to just one intern once a week who has an hour to listen to every single podcast. <laughs> that could be a challenge. As much as I love them, I'm not even sure if I'd no. I'd even enjoy that job <laughs> yeah. for a very long time. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, Stitcher. Um, I've also did BlackBerry and Zune, although I don't have a BlackBerry or you know a, <laughs> anything to listen to it on the Microsoft platform. So, um, you know, just you know, give it a shot. I guess is what I figured. Might as well if if one person comes across it, you never know. Yeah, which actually that reminds me of the when I was fumbling around there looking for the last question. What I, what I wanted to ask you too is, um, you don't have to you don't have to give exact numbers, but just in terms of audience, um, that traffic that you get from po uh, posting pinning on Pinterest, um, mm -hmm. is it does it make it worth the time? And obviously yours is a little slanted because you are a podcast about Pinterest, but but at the same time, I know for a lot of podcasters, you know, by the time they record the show, post it, edit the artwork all that stuff, they're just kind of exhausted to even think about having to promote it now. Um, and so they want to make the best use of their time, I guess. And so advice as far as um, uh, using Pinterest in terms of traffic right now and where you sort of maybe see it going. Sure. Um, really, I think it'll only increase. Um, and as far as, you know, what you said about promotion, if you, if you go through all that trouble of making it and creating it, then you don't promote it. I think that mm -hmm. is kind of a a loss there. Um, and if you already have a strong community on Facebook and Twitter and you're very comfortable with those or one or the other, or Google plus wherever you're comfortable at, and that works for you, continue on there. Um, but pinning the thing about Pinterest, it doesn't really necessarily require the time commitment that 
I see the other networks requiring. You know, I, I've found myself getting locked into Google Plus for an hour because people had questions about something I pinned and we're going back and forth and having this conversation and you don't want to not reply, you know. <laughs> um, so I found myself kind of getting getting locked in there, you know, same thing with Facebook, you know, for a little while. Um, but with Pinterest, that one-on-one -on -one communication is kind of limited. Um, it, the availability to comment on a pin is there, but it's not really widely used, I guess, on Pinterest. But if you install uh, the pin it button, which is like a bookmark tool, and you just click pin it from your website, and it goes over to, and you put it on a board, and you let it be, there you go. Um, you can put your content out that way. Of course, to be more successful and grow an audience on Pinterest, it is going to take a little bit more time. Um, that would require you following other pinners and repinning their content. You know, so let's say you're, you're, I mean, web design would be a great one to be on Pinterest. Um, you know, because you have design influences, websites that you really like. You know, the layout or the font or you know, oh gosh, there are boards and boards dedicated just to fonts alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so if you if you build. If you, and the way I like to approach Pinterest, especially talking with businesses, build your account to be a resource for, the, for your potential customer, uh, for the people that you want to follow you. So if, you're, if your focus is going to be web design or if it's going to be photography, don't just pin your work. Um, pin you know, things related to your work. So you, like we just talked about fonts or color schemes or layouts or um, you know, if you focus mainly on WordPress, the latest news with WordPress, you know, what other designers are doing or, you know, people that you, you know, you, you share each other's content and promote each other's content back and forth, just like we were talking about earlier with podcasts. Um, there's lots of ways to grow that community. Um, it does take a little bit more time, but it isn't, it's not going to overrun your life, you know, um, and, and pretty much, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So if you just open up an account and put your stuff and, you know, pin once every six months, I wouldn't expect a big return from it. <laughs> that's true. And that's, that's probably sums up my, my Pinterest account right now, but, uh, <laughs> but that's okay though. That's a good, good thought. And I think, um, like we, we jokingly, you know, alluded to the, the content on, on Pinterest being fluffy or whatever, which I, like, I agree. It's not definitely not there anymore in the same, in the same measure, but. Uh, and, and you know, it's all, I don't know, I hate to, you know, drag you off course, but it's all what you make of it. Mm -hmm. So if you choose to follow people that pin fluffy content, you're going to see the fluff. But if you choose to follow people that only pin content that you're interested in, then you will see what you are interested in. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, uh, where was I going? Oh yeah. The, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> it's a good point. The, um, what I was going to say though, is the audience that you, you bring there, it's the people who are on Pinterest may more, let's say, than they are on Facebook or Google Plus or Twitter is a different community. Because like, you know, going back to bring up my mom, for example, is she's on Pinterest. She understands Pinterest. She knows how to use Pinterest. She'll link to things off Pinterest way more than she would. Well, she's not on Twitter. She's not on anything else. And she doesn't read blogs. She's not, she doesn't go to my website. To, <laughs> not that my mom necessarily is your target audience for your, well, maybe she would be for your podcast, but maybe not mine. But um by the same token, you that I guess what I'm getting is you kind of reached a different crowd, and that's uh, it, it, going back to whether it's worth it or not in, in terms of how much time it may or may not take you to 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 do. It's it can be worth it if if your podcast is you know has an appropriate market on on something like a Pinterest. So yeah, yeah, and and you just never know how that crowd's going to change. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just like we talked about with Facebook, that it, you know it definitely has changed over the last five years. You know, um, so just you know, whatever, whatever, you know, really works best for you and for your business model and, you know, your approach to podcasting. Um, if, if you have any questions, of course, you know, anybody can contact me of how to get started because, you know, it is kind of a little bit of a foreign world, you know, to jump into and one other technological hurdle to conquer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm always, I'm always willing to help. Yeah. So, uh, in wrapping up, I guess work, obviously we've talked about also pinteresting.com, but, uh, what are your online, uh, digits as it were to, for where people can follow you and find you and bug you um, stuff. Everything is available on osopinteresting.com. There's a contact me page that'll take you to my Twitter, to my Facebook, um, even to my LinkedIn, which that's the one area I really don't do well in. So <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's another one I have to figure out really how to how to work really well. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter and that's OSPI interesting. So OSP interesting, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they can contact me anywhere. Yeah. And you're, like you said, you're about to release uh, episode 10 of the podcast, which I, again, would also definitely recommend folks check out um, if you're at all interested in this. And even if, if you're like me and you kind of think, 
I don't need Pinterest. I think there's still a uh, interest in learning about if you want even a primer. So if you're uh, like my day job, like I said, web design person, and maybe you're not sure how Pinterest could be applicable to some of your clients or uh, things like that. Picking three or four episodes uh, from Cynthia to get sort of a quick overview, I think would be a great way to get started in it. And then you might find yourself all of a sudden, like my wife, staying up late, <laughs> checking Pinterest boards <laughs> when you're supposed to be sleeping. So this will be the one episode she actually listens to. And then I'll get, she'll get mad for at me for outing her as a Pinterest addict. But Oh, that's okay. I'll, I'll invite her to the support group once I get that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Cynthia. And we'll, uh, we'll touch base. I, I often say to past guests on this show that uh, I want to come back to uh, chat with you again in whatever, 10, 20, 30 episodes down the road in your podcast and, and, and this one as well and sort of see how things have changed, kind of a, a where are they now <laughs> follow-up. So maybe we'll, we'll see you again on, on Show Me Your Mic. Sounds great, Chris. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic on the SSKTN Podcast Network. Follow along on Twitter at SSKTN or like us on Facebook.com slash SSKTN. Be sure to visit SSKTN.com for interviews with other podcasters, as well as learn about other shows we produce, such as Welcome to the Internet, Too Lazy to Blog, and Lost in Lemon. <laughs>